2: You're listening to Under the Radar with me, Sean Hughes. Today, I have Ash Ditter back in and uh, Nish Kimo, uh first time virgin to the whole
0: yes. bloody process. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to having that virginity removed from me.
2: Oh, it's, it's coming your way. And also, <laughs> uh, we've got uh, a kind of... We can't say his name, it's Mr X, but he's a recruitment officer for MI5. And we're going to talk about the fact that if you have got a tattoo... You can't become a member of MI5. Do you know that, Nish? Is that
0: true? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. My God. Well, I don't have a tattoo, but I think there are other reasons why I couldn't be joining MI5. I think I probably fa- fail. Well, I saw Skyfall, and I think I'd have failed every one of those fitness tests, and I don't think I'd have, like, Judy Dench's goodwill to, like, fake that I passed it like but James Bond did.
2: I've not been anyway, kind of, uh, slightest in the sense, but the fact that you look slightly Indian...
0: There's no doubt that I would be an asset. Yeah. Let's face it. Somebody recently described me as because I said something like about me getting stopped. I I like had a bit of a tricky thing through customs, and someone was like, "It's weird because you don't even look like a terrorist. You look like one of the ones that works for us." And I don't know whether to be <laughs> flattered or offended that by that. Brilliant. One of the ones. <laughs> one of brilliant. the ones. That's what. That's, that's what. what, what you want, it's isn't like. It? He, my friend, looked very confused as and to why he I was. Went, Shh! Yeah, <laughs> I'm one of the other ones. <laughs> it's the perfect cover. I've been masquerading as a befuddled, mal-coordinated jerk for 29 years. If they do any background research, they will be like, "There's no way this guy is a spy." He. You know,
2: anyone who doesn't know Nish is uh, one of the best up-and-coming comics. But most people will know you from that series with Blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mainly uh what I'm famous <laughs> for is uh playing the Shaman in uh sh- in Blue Go Mad in Ibiza. Yeah. Uh, which was on itv two. Um I was watching that going. That's not <laughs>
2: marriage, is it? That surely can't be Why is he doing did they just went did your agent just go, Do you wanna take a, uh, I'll tell a you trip what, to Spain for a week?
0: All I will say is if you offer stuff to me while I'm at the Edinburgh Festival I am so sleep deprived. There is a good chance I will say yes just to end the conversation. <laughs> but was it like you just
2: went? Look, you just have to. It's it, an acting job, but you're in Spain for a week.
0: It was basically the way that they sold it to me was, and it's kind of what the show is, was that it was you know a fake hidden camera show where Blue didn't re- Blue thought that they were running a bar, but in fact everybody around them were comedians. So everyone else in there, most of you the were others, the only comic. Don't no, no, start no, putting were, everyone else in Ed there. Ed was in there. I don't know. He's a, there's a lot... And then uh, some, uh, one of the guys from Clever Peter, and they're more like sketch and character performers. So they're people that I know, and, um, you know, I think the lines at points got... Like, I. it was sold to me as, like, a really fun, like, a comedy show about reality TV, and I think slowly the lines started to get blurred between no, what... No, I'm, I'm not title? having Sorry. that.
2: I, I will try and defend myself at all yeah. for purposes, but... They pretty much went to, you going, we're taking the piss out of Blue and we want you to play a character. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so then, where, and where, they, where and were then the lines said, blurred? And then they said, it's in, well, because what actually happened was, I think, they, they, suddenly they realised that Blue might get offended. And so when we actually got out there, they were like, well, maybe you should not... <laughs> Did, did blue? Did blue so, think are you, you were, okay? You seem
2: <clears> to <throat> be looking at your arm. Or? I've got
1: I've got some sort of tennis elbow, but don't worry about it. You carry on. <laughs> did, did blue genuinely think you were a shaman? Is that the deal?
0: Yeah, that, I think that was supposed to be the deal, but it was it was quite tense because I think blue maybe had started to twig that something was going on. But anyway, I basically thought this would be a really fun uh, like jaunt in Ibiza for two day for like a week after Edinburgh so I said yes, and then when I got out there, I found it, honestly, the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life. It was in the most way. stress. I just, it turns out I don't have the constitution for pranking people. I suddenly started feeling really guilty yeah, it's a special... about... Yeah. yeah, I think you have to be able to, like... I just felt really tense That's the whole time. That's my
2: life. <laughs> <laughs> I am quite tense as well, but I love pranking people just in
0: general. It was, like, I, it turns out that I don't have the stomach for it, and it was so weird being in... Because the bit that we filmed in is... Easily the most beautiful place I've ever been to in my life. It was this quiet beach on the north your side own, of my beach Croydon there, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I have mm. systematically had my standards <laughs> lowered from birth. But it was the most spectacular place I've ever been in my life. And all I was doing was having panic sweats. That was all I was doing. It was just, I think well, pranking's pranking? We, we talked about I that in the like last pranking. show.
2: Do you get panic sweats anyway? No,
0: I didn't until I started
2: pranking Blue. See, that's us what you need to do if you want it, panic sweats.
1: I, I can sweat. If I do more than three paces, I'll sweat. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't get... When I freak out, I don't panic. I just get shocking stomach pains. <laughs> it all manifests differently, doesn't it? I think yeah, that's cancer. It in different ways. Well, it could be, but I'm not going to find out until... <laughs>
2: until you go to the doctor. So, <laughs> sure, that nonsense out. Yeah. And so you're on tour, niche with uh, Milton Jones at the yes, moment. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, in the middle of Milton's... In the middle of one of the legs of Milton's uh, yeah. year-long tour. Um, and we're having... It's a lot of fun. It's a l I tell you, it's is it though?
2: Because I can imagine being a sport actor is a nightmare.
0: Well, the thing is, it can be in certain places. There are certain, but I, uh, one of the things that I've started doing is diffusing the tension by coming out and going, "Look, I am aware that I am an irritant to you, um, but uh, you know, it's going to be fine." Because being a support actor is like a buy one get one free. Is that
2: with the terrorism thing? Or? No,
0: yeah, no, <laughs> just anything. I Just when you're getting in the way of somebody seeing the person that they want to yeah. see. And the thing that... I, two things. One, I've started to make a joke about it by saying it's like a buy one, get one free, but you're all thinking we only wanted one. And yeah. then that seems to diffuse some of the tension, almost, because people go, oh, he knows we don't want to see him. And that seems to relax people. And then also just accepting that there are some people that so just aren't going to w-
2: like when it. when you go out... Yeah. Is there a little bit of... Mm.
0: No, because... It, the way that Milton does it is he comes out as he, he, a character. So he comes out as his own great uncle at the top of the show. So I think in some ways that makes it easier because they've already. They know Milton's there. Yeah. They know he's there. And also somehow seeing him actually in the same stage as me as we cross over, it gives me some legitimacy. Lentious. I think, yeah. yeah. And so I are think. You, are like,
1: you a similar um... type? Because I always find that with bands, when you go and see a band and then, you know, you go and see. A rock band, and they start off in a. Ashmore was an, the last an, time an, you a, see a. Band. Well, uh, clearly, well, the fact I said a rock band, <laughs> I'll tell you that. It was the early eighties. Purple, but, like, the, the support band are never the same genre as the main band. So yeah. I'm interested in comedy. Is it? Are you? Do you go on and do, are, do you have a similar vibe to Milton? No, no, I, it's totally different. And not, and,
0: I, and Milton likes to pick people who are completely different. Because right. I think he part of him having a support act is a way of him he's constantly thinking about ways to just break up humiliating the people. Part <laughs> of what Bill he's like a one-liner to do man, is he's just yeah. putting mean, he really likes to break up the one-liners because he says he always says that like if he just did an hour of jokes, he, people might find it relentless. So he has his characters. He uses a, an OHP and kind of cartoons that he's drawn. And part of the support act is to give the audience a change of rhythm. Yeah, I, I think if he had that. if he had a one-liner person opening yeah, yeah, for yeah. him. It would be... So the people that have supported him are, like, Chris Martin, who is a storytelling-based stand-up, James Acaster, who is a kind of mixture of observation and storytelling. But the only thing the three of us have in common is that none of us are one-liner. Comedians. Yeah, yeah, So I think he and quite likes it.
2: So him. have you got an opening line now, that you have to... is your banker at the start.
0: Yeah, The uh, coming out and saying buy one, get one free, the, yeah. uh, there is a genuine sense of relief. Like, it's really funny because the audience kind of know, great, he's under no illusions, we're not here yeah. to see him. It's fun. like it's like almost like I've lowered my status, and they go great, cool, okay, and th- and then some of them relax, and also just some of them aren't going to enjoy it, and that's fine. Because I when I, I saw Radiohead about they supported Milton, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they opened with one liners, a very bad idea. It's a very bad idea. Yeah. Very bad idea. Um, when I saw Radiohead, Beck did an hour support, and it was amazing and he had, like, they'd, like, made a film in... in, I saw him in Edinburgh, and they filmed a thing in Edinburgh, and they had a puppet show, and they had things where they were, like, they were playing uh, cutlery and stuff on the table, so there was so much stuff going Mm. on. And a man just next to me went,
2: when's this going to be over?
0: (laughs) And after that, you sort of think... That
2: that was (laughs) meanish.
0: Just, Sean,
2: miserable. But but that's the weird thing of... I don't think I've ever seen a support band where I just went... Oh, my God, these
0: guys are good. Um, Have you? Uh, See, look, you're thinking... Well, Beck, Beck was amazing.
1: Yeah, we've had that.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, I saw...
1: I, I saw remember. T'Pau supporting Brian Adams. Who? T'Pau. 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 China in your hands. Topow. Yeah. Oh, she was good. Even when they were the top stock, they were shit. Yeah, no, she 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 was the last support band I can remember seeing was Topow. <laughs> <laughs> How did they ever get any further? I saw the
0: Noisettes support T V on the radio, they were good. And I mm. saw Batflashes support Beck and she was very good. You're obsessed yeah. by Beck, aren't you? Not Beck, I saw Backflashes support Radiohead. I'm obsessed by Radiohead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> did you
2: download his
0: last thing? I haven't got his, uh, his second solo album. I would like to, because I very much like The Eraser. But the, ki- the King of Limbs I didn't enjoy. That's the first Radiohead album where I've gone, I think this might be too much for me now, lads. Um, but <laughs> See, I'm...
2: weirdly, I've se- I saw Radiohead play really small venues when mm. they started off, and they were rubbish. Really? Yeah. I wow. didn't really get them at all. It was just before Creep came out. Mm-hmm. But um But, like, I love them. Like, I thought The bands is one of the best albums ever. Yeah. And then I think... <laughs> they got too much into themselves after that didn't they well
0: that's the kind of nice thing about Radiohead is that you can it's like if you if you're into all of it great but even if you're not there's about three different bands worth of music that you can pick from so if you like the Benz that's great and uh, Pablo Honey's a bit like that then you've got sort of OK Computer which is its own weird little thing and then there's all of the stuff since then so Kid A which I thought was quite good which is I think is really great the Fish song whatever it is yeah (laughs) The fish song,
2: yeah. Don't take the piss, Nish. What is
0: it? I don't don't know. You have to get Tom York on here to defend his weird lyrics.
2: I'm just saying that's quite a good song. (laughs) It it is that thing of. uh, But what age do you know, Nish? 29. Seriously? Yeah, I've been You've had a rough old life, haven't you?
0: Yeah. It's amazing how quickly for I me. I thought
2: you were the same age as
0: me and Ash. It's amazing how quickly that has gone. Like for years, everyone was like, "I can't believe you're that age." I can't believe you're that age. Now people say it, but just with a the different. They're like, "I can't believe you're yeah. that age." What's Yeah, I'll be thirty in Edinburgh this year in August. Oh my god! Like Ash, like, mm. so I'm not taking the piss. Yeah. You didn't have no
2: down for twenty nine, did you?
1: No, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is what the it's the beard. I'm confused by beard. The mother, oh, yeah. Young Mike people, young people, you. people have beards. London must now be at max beard. Yeah, yeah. It and, isn't and, beard, and, it and middle-aged people don't have beards. Why? Why have you got the beard then? Nith? Uh,
0: I, I don't know. I just I always really oh, hate. That sounded training. like the beginning of uh, hair I was so hoping song. you were going to say.
2: Oh. <laughs> I. It was down to the feel I fear. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you disappoint me by just... I was, was so a how saying,
1: <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say it's religious and I'm offended.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huge worshipper of beards. <laughs> I'm subscribed, I'm part of a religion that worships Brian Blessed. How long have you had the beard, then? Since about 2010. That's Two th- five yeah. years ago. Yeah, about five years, yeah. I just, yeah. I That's hate That's what you shaving. could have said. Five years ago. I've, I lose track of what year we're on.
2: Uh, unless you are that right. so much of an negative you're going... Uh and for the biographers two thousand and ten
0: Well I mean yeah obviously I'm sure. But is it is it laziness or it's you sort like of laziness it. and then I, and then I started quite liking it. Um I It suits you, don't get see. me wrong. Yeah.
1: It was good. It's a good beard as well. Yeah. I can't grow a beard. It's
0: a so, it's a solid but beard. Like, Alright, tell me
2: this then. Like yeah. you know, because like you know, you're kinda of dark skinned. Yeah. Uh
0: do you get any shit? No. Seriously? No, not really. like uh, you know the, the I certainly't like I certainly don't get any more shit with the beard than I would without the beard,:
2: wouldn't well, be surely honest. people must think you're a Muslim.:
0: yeah, people do, but yeah. very often those people are themselves Muslim and they just want to know directions to a mosque. That is genuinely something that used to happen to me. I used to live in Brixton, and all the time people would come up to me and like talk, start talking to me in Arabic. Um, and I just have to really politely go, I... No,
2: you can do thing. it. I speak fluent.
0: <laughs> I just sort of look at them like, I'm really sorry, I've got no... I have no idea. Surely <laughs> you just idea. go, there it is, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're well, not like, hard to know. Fortunately, it. I liked hanging around outside mosques, so yeah. it's always good for just me. Just there I there. always know where it is. Just behind us. Turn around, Matt. But so
2: you don't get any nonsense then? Because like I just know, uh, especially what, you know, the situation we're living in now, that um, we'll just have a go for... The sake of having a go.
0: Yeah, I, do, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not going to those places anymore. Like when I, I remember after what Chelsea like, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> There's no way I'm going near Stamford Bridge again. Um, or, kind of a Paris tube station. Yeah, I mean the only the the one thing that I would be I'm very reticent about with that whole Chelsea thing is all other football clubs are like, yeah, Chelsea. Covering up the fact that they also have huge yeah. numbers of racist fans. Arsenal don't. Are You sure? Yep.
1: What do you mean by that? Ash? Not a single one of them. <laughs> have you? Ash actually
2: doesn't actually follow football, but he hangs out outside.
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of. Just with a clipboard just saying, a, "Are you or are you are not you racist?" On a, on a
1: level of one to five.
0: <laughs> oh, did you see what Paddy Power did at the League Cup final? What? They put up a stand that said, "Hey, Chelsea fans, prove you're not racist." by celebrating diversity with Paddy Power. And they're inviting Chelsea fans to, like, stand next to... The, and they have dressed presumably dressed Paddy Power employees as ethnic minorities and just had Chelsea fans stand next to them. And I was like... And I mean, your, just when your, you think... Your agent companies. didn't get you that job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nish, I've got a gig. Now, before you say no, it is, you will get to meet Ray Winston's floating head. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing like with Ray Winston as well. Like, his gambling thing. I think gambling's
2: horrific. Yeah and him doing that just puts me off him totally
0: yeah I, I mean I think I think you have to think very carefully about I, it, I, I try not to get on my high horse about people doing adverts because like, you know
2: well you on a high, high horse right, is Lawrence of Arabia isn't yeah, it yeah yes
0: well no hang on me on a high horse is someone who was with Lawrence of Arabia me on well, a high yeah, horse is yeah. Omar Sharif in, 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 in who is <laughs> Omar Sharif is a big gambler <laughs> oh we've brought it all centred <laughs> but I just think sometimes you've got to think very carefully about what your advertising and what it might do. I bet Ray Winston gets offered loads of adverts and you, you just sort of think there must be part... Wasn't there part of it? Uh, that like, the, the, oh, that debate, Christian.
1: we have that debate all the time. I, I, you know, it's been going on for years, isn't it, the advert debate? I think,
0: I think it's lost... We're doing there. adverts in yeah. general.
1: Mm.
2: Would you do an advert, Nish? I've turned down a bunch of them. I won't do them.
0: Yeah. Because, look, like
2: like this is a but, very solid point where I just think... If I'm going to go on stage and say what I want to say... Yeah, exactly. I can't let anyone pay me to say something exactly. at the same time. Exactly, exactly. That's all I'm, I'm coming from. And I'm not going to give anyone a hard time, like, if they want to make a living doing yeah. that. But I just find it
0: uh, a debacle, in a sense. Like, you know, I, just, I just think those people are soulless. For me, personally, I just think that if one day... If I did a Barclays advert... And then one day, I wanted to write some material about how Barclays were, you know, helping arms dealers launder money or whatever it is. You just would—you'd immediately lose your credibility to do that material.
2: Especially with Milton Jones.
0: Yes, <laughs> they're very well. There's—he's got a huge number of radio know, four fans in there, so there is every chance that if I started, if I did a Barclays right. advert and then just started, you know. But so, so, so tell me, so how did you get into comedy then? I was a. I always wanted to do stand-up. but I was at university, and it they there was like a. There was Where a were you sketch, at university? Durham. Lovely cathedral. Lovely cathedral. Absolutely That's glorious pretty cathedral. Pretty much it, though, isn't it? That is no. There's a lovely castle which is across the road from the cathedral, and then after that, yeah, struggling. Yeah. It's a, it's a great place to go to uni. I oh, really I, loved I, it.
2: I played Durham uh, a couple of years ago, Good. and I was in the. Uh, Costos beside the theatre, I was playing, yeah. And the guy who was running it went, What are you doing up here? <laughs> and you'd think in Durham they kind of know what was happening there, yeah, but he had no idea. I just went, I'm <laughs> next, door. next door <laughs> in about half an
0: hour. <laughs> That's the it's a great place, it was an amazing place to go to uni. It's really nice. What did you study? English and history, exactly what though. Uh, well, so it's half an English literature degree and half a history degree. And so I did I did my dissertation anything, on right? Salman Rushdie. I did a module about revisionist history, reappraising the power of the Nazi state and to what extent people bought into the ideology and to what extent Germans were willingly participating in it so that they could get personal gain from it, um, which was what really did, interesting. What, what did you come to then? What conclusion? I, you know, it's one of those things where... They just—they—they they found a, a bunch of cases that they were trying to build this idea of that actually the Gestapo didn't have as much power as we think it did, and some of the people were reporting people to the Nazi party. Like one woman, they found a case of a woman who basically reported people to the Nazi party because she wanted, she wanted to move into the flat next door, and knock down the wall, and have yeah. a bigger house. And so she and they—they they found a bunch of examples about this, and so they were trying to. You to Google that, like, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just put Nazis into Wikipedia. <laughs> I just, you know, I cited Inglorious Bastards as a source. My degree did not go well,
2: sure. <laughs> but did you go to university? Yeah.
0: What did you study?
1: Classics. Ooh. Like Johnny Denver and stuff. Like yeah, yeah, all the old classics. Yeah, yeah. yeah early not. I wrote it in an attic. Um, that's how you got no, into Topal. I did. Right? Uh, yeah. It was very uh, ancient, uh, ancient history. China in our hands. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did ancient history and t- t- philosophy and all that drama, yeah.
2: So you don't go philosophical. philosophy. People always do that, philosophy and all that. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much good.
1: This makes no sense. Look, I got a third is all you need to know. <laughs> is that So I didn't read it. Yeah. It's not very good.
2: See, I, what I love about the Irish education system, right, even with secondary school, yeah. like, you call them A-levels and O-levels. We call them inter and leaving search. <laughs> so you're going, fuck off. Leaving search, <laughs> yeah. Into you might hang out for a bit. Yeah. If you stay for are leaving, then you fuck off. Yeah, yeah. That's and it was deal. as simple as that, like, you know. But yeah. we did media, but, um, but, like, did you find it was just a lot of dos and about, or?
0: It was one of those things where you could really engage with the course and study if you wanted to. There was, a lot, there was very little... There was about like how six many to eight hours teaching Classes, time. yeah. Six to eight hours worth of teaching time. But I knew people who were... Yeah, a week. It was just nothing. But I knew people that really were motivated and interested in their subject. And I think there's part of me that would like to think I would have been, but I started doing comedy, really, at the beginning of my second year. And so In Durham? Yeah, in Durham. So basically... We but were, was there anywhere to do it in Durham? It's like a student theatre. So there were there was a sketch group that was six of us, and we would write a show, a term, do it in the student theatre... And then take the best of those three up to Edinburgh. So I first went to Edinburgh in 2006. Um, he, he loves his dates, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't go like four <laughs> yeah. years ago. He
2: just, it's always like, here's my bio.
0: Yeah. I'm all, all the Well, um, listen, I'm a history student. I'm yeah. a stickler for dates. I that. Absolute stickler for dates.
2: And so then, well, so you did that. So you went to Edinburgh as a sketch group yeah. initially. Yeah. And then you went, hey. I might start doing my stuff.
0: Well, my two of the guys I was at university with were keen to sort of do a bit of stand-up, so we started doing bits of stand-up at university. So I started doing a little bit of it. I thought, oh, I can't fancy that. Then I moved to London and then sort of slowly managed to kind of push myself into actually doing open mics in London. And then... But do you think you were born to do it, though? I don't know. I feel like... Will you stop then? I don't know if I can. <laughs> like, I That's think... That's a word laugh. I don't know if I can stop now. <laughs> I, I really... I, for, I, I just... I, since I was a teenager, I've been obsessed with watching stand-up. I went to see Ross Noble do a theatre show in the West End. And where he
2: pretends to make it up.
0: Yeah, where he pretends to make it up, yeah. And I thought this is... The Two nights running, the it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that show and I was like, this is the coolest man in the world. <laughs> And then I started watching, uh, you know, the prior DVD. You you can mention me at this point. Then I started watching Sean Hughes. All all of it. (laughs) All of it. All of it. The whole lot. Have you got that whole lot one? I've got the whole backpack one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good That's good good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, so I've I've been obsessed. I was obsessed with it for a long time. Um, That's what I mean. So you feel you are a stand up. Because, like, you get people who
2: are. Doing stand-up, and there's people who are stand-ups, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm not, I've am not. i got no agenda to... Uh, my dream is to be able to tour as a stand-up, and that's, that would be, like, my ideal thing, and I'd like to do stuff that will allow me to just keep touring and writing new shows and...
2: Like, be doing more stuff with Blue,
0: yeah? I'm doing a bit more stuff with Blue. If possible, A1. If Five <laughs> are around and looking to get punked, I would be very keen. I don't know if anybody at Jazz FM can make that happen. Um... But, yeah, no, I just, I loved it. We
2: are in Jazz FM studios, by the way, just in case you didn't get that reference. (laughs) This is not a Jazz FM.
0: (laughs) I didn't know, I've
1: not been funny, I didn't know Jazz FM. I thought, you can't find it on the dial anymore. Is it on the internet?
0: Hang on, we're festooned with banners. One of them must have some
1: information about it. I'm aware now that it exists, but I can't. Yeah, but it's just... I used to love Jazz FM, I used to put it on. Seriously? Yeah, now and again. Well, what do you listen to now, then? I listen to jazz in other places. No, but Anywhere what, what radio do you listen to? I don't really. I don't read newspapers. No, but when the radio. you channel them, I'm not. bored with everything. I've got no interest <laughs> in any kind of media at all. I watch box sets.
2: What about you, Nish? What radio do you listen to?
0: I listen to podcasts now. But do you not, like, when you wake up in the morning, just... just... Ray, radio 4, the news.
2: Really? Yeah. Mm. See, with me, it's 5 Live, even though every day it's talk the same thing. I like talk sport. Here's an issue, here's someone who agrees with it, here's someone who doesn't
1: agree with it, let them talk. I do, think, I do, <laughs> like, I do like talk sport now and again. I never listen to talk sport. But I told you the funniest thing I've ever heard on the radio was on talk sport. What? When it was the royal wedding when William was marrying whatever her name is. Kate. And I thought, I need to listen to something that won't be covering this bloody wedding. Yeah. So I put talk sport on and they were interviewing a footballer. I don't remember who it was. And the bloke was going, so uh, so Frank, you uh, you met the, uh, the queen, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was she like? He said, different class. <laughs> I thought, that's the best thing I've ever heard on a radio. So I listen to them now exclusively. But,
2: so are you in a relationship, Nish? Yes. Any, uh, no kids? Yeah. No kids.
0: Not at 28 with a big beard? No, no kids. <laughs> zero, zero, on the, zero on the reproduction count. But plans to? Not in the short term.
2: Oh, no, you have to have them forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, like well, you can't like just go, wait,
0: I'm out of here. Get back to me in six months, I'll see where I'm at. Let's check in every six months.
2: And so what, what's the plans for you then, uh, next? Are you going up to Edinburgh? Yeah, i got to write a new show. You haven't written it yet? No. That's, have you any ideas? I got, I got some
0: bits. I got some bits.
2: You want to do a show about jazz FM? Where well, is it on the, the dial? Yeah, what's the deal <laughs> with
0: jazz? <laughs> <laughs> Are you not worried about that then? Yeah, constantly. <laughs> yeah, it's really keeping me up at night, Sean. I thought I thought I'd leave that out for the benefit of your listeners. It's a very stressful time of year for me. Um, have yeah.
2: you, so have you put it in the program? Have you got a name for it and stuff? Uh,
0: yes. Go on. Yeah, I think it's got I think it's got my show this year is called long word long word blah blah blah. I'm so clever. And, and you have no idea what it's about. Stand-up comedy from a clever boy. That's the that's that's the conceit of it. I have like bits of. It's only Durham but... for fuck's sake, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I've, got, I've got. I'm, I'm going to be there in the front every night. Good. It's only Durham for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know he. You know he wrote some of this in June. Boo. <laughs> but um. But he doesn't even have kids. Are you actually? You've got a beard. <laughs> um.
2: But have you got ideas ready for it though?
0: I've got. Uh, I've got about i've got I've got a couple of routines that w- that are working
2: that you're doing on Milton's store now yeah,
0: yeah, right, um, but I don't have what I don't have yet is the sort of like the thing that ties the whole thing together, like the reason to start talking, so which I don't think necessarily matters because maybe the, this year I might just do a more like stand up e stand up show, um not for an hour, baby well I don't know it's kind of an interesting challenge to see if I can do that, but no, otherwise, it doesn't work for an hour. Do you not think so? No. Richard Pryor live in concert?
2: There's a theme going through the whole thing. Is Every there? Time. Yes.
0: I'm not sure there is in live in concert. Yes, there is.
2: I Richard Pryor, I'm yeah. his biggest fan. Yeah. But there's, there's things going through there all the way. But um,
0: Yeah, there's things going through and there. And also, but... let
2: me point out, when I started doing comedy, I wanted to be Richard Pryor, and I tried to do observational comedy... And I was shit, so I ended up <laughs> doing stuff about Star Trek and stuff. <laughs> so it is, there is a slight difference. Like, he is the master. Yeah, yeah. And he makes it. But, like, weirdly, when you look at those, uh, if anyone hasn't uh, seen it, uh, look at the Richard Pryor live and concert, because he gets heckled at the start of that show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's really uncomfortable. Yeah. And, like, you can feel the nerves there as well.
0: Yeah. It's, it, it, yeah, it's really good. But because it I, I'm feels not saying like for it a moment, Nish,
2: start. You have to have, like, you know, this show is about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...drowning, yeah. you know. But it's... Um, it kind of builds and builds and builds. Yeah. Is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, and I mean... But, yeah, I don't have, like... This isn't going to be, like... A sh- this is... I'm not going to be able to ever summarise it, I think, by going, this yeah. is a show
2: about... Yeah, I totally... And I think that's... Like, there's so many things gone wrong with comedy in that sense, and I, you're right in the sense of, like, do a stand-up, but make it build and build and build. Yeah you know rather than go i'll just do this routine and then this routine yeah no
0: it, it's it, it has to there has to be like a rhythm and a sort of it's like putting an album together like it has to there's a reason that it has to be in a certain order for a reason like that has to be logical yeah trying in your hands yeah. like that sort of masterpiece it has to be there has to be a logical progression of ideas but what i'm saying is there isn't at the moment there isn't something where i can go nothing the show the is about this thing that
2: thing, yeah, I, I totally know where you're coming ideas. from, but also I totally think you've got nothing yet. <laughs> Ash, <laughs> um, we haven't talked about what's happening with you, like, you're writing lots of scripts at the moment, which is a nightmare because, like, you're at the kind of deal of other people all the time, aren't you?
1: Yeah, so yeah, I'm writing
2: quite a lot. That's the moment. thing that me and Eunice don't have to do with, Ash has to do with this all the time, just, yeah, people saying. We just go out. And the audience goes,
1: yeah. <laughs> but you, my friend, yeah. No, it's, it's yeah. I spend my life in development. That's what I do. Yeah. I think as a screenwriter, that's what you do. Your catchphrase,
2: no, like I'm of my best friends, but his catchphrase is,
1: uh, "I'm in a meeting." Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite a lot of meetings. Do that's you know. People said.
0: love having meetings.
1: They do. They do love having meetings. A writer said to me years ago, "Producers, beware producers who want meetings." Yeah. Because beware they... producers who want meetings. Yeah because they just want to get out of their office and they want to meet a writer for half an hour. but um, And talk shit. To but obviously I haven't listened to that advice because I've been in meetings 12 hours a day ever since.
2: <laughs> Coming from that situation of having done that... Yeah. ..where you just go, yeah, I've got this idea, I'm going to go out and say it. Yeah. And when you come up with a brilliant idea now
1: and then all of a sudden you're in a room where people are going, that's not very good. Well, I'm, I'm sort of... Yeah, I mean it depends who you're working with. I mean like, some people I work with yeah you know, I'm very lucky with that they're sort of they get what I want they're brilliant. And but a lot of the time you, you do something. very often though, does it? No, I mean it's happening at the moment a bit. I've got you know but I, I I think that generally, what you do is if you're a screenwriter, if I wanted to have a big voice, I'd be a playwright. Right? If you're a screenwriter, you're you've giving done that over as well, part. to be fair. Yeah, and a playwright, you know, but if you if you write screenplays, whether it's television or or film. It's not... Whatever people say, and it's, not a, it's not an exit thing. It's just not about you. I mean, it's just not. It's about the director or it's about the producer or it's about the finances. So you're ultimately... They love your idea. Your, your idea is where it all starts and then they go, great, we can make it into this. So that's kind of how it works. So you spend years fighting it and then you get to the point where you go... Because ultimately they're saying, do you want to make it or not? That's what they're saying. And Well you, you are you do, talking you about d- in a
2: situation where they're disagreeing with your idea.
1: No, I mean, generally they won't buy the idea if they don't like the idea. But no, but I'm talking about in, after that
2: process has gone on.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I spend a lot of my time, you know, I do so in script meetings going, just trying to find ways of not leaving the room. All right. <laughs> you know. right,
2: we're going to finish now,
1: but I want you to
2: tell me the words that go through your head when they say something that you just disagree with. We're d- we're vehemently. And this is
0: like Bible scream therapy for you. Yeah, e- even like though you're it all out,
2: even though you're nodding, going, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: you're thinking. I, I'm thinking. I just don't want to ever write again or be in this room. I thought it would be a bit better than that. <laughs> uh,
2: that's unfortunate to end the show with. It was true,
0: bit. though. We ended it on... Well, well, were
2: When you expecting this going, you fucking idiot. I thought it would be a more... No, I've gone past be that stage.
1: I've gone past the you're fucking idiot stage. I've now got to the point in my life where I just go, I just don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Give it- that's that's dark. Well, you know, that's where you get to. <laughs> but only about that, because I feel that about if you've been writing if you've been yeah. working on a film for seven years I and know. you and you get to a point where they're going, We're nearly there Oof. you go, I, I I just want to run a grocery shop. Or maybe a second hand bookshop. That's what I'm thinking. That I'm win. thinking about well, that's escape quite, plans. See, he's quite good, isn't he? He's yeah. quite
2: clever. Like It's quite nice to have... I'd just begun. going, I'm going to jump off this bridge. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Not, I've been, I'm going to a second-hand bookshop. Book you've got a plan bridge, B things.
0: that's not suicide. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, I've got a loaded gun with me at all times. <laughs> <thinking of> me <laughs> but wrong. That's for you, some <laughs> producers. You <laughs> yeah, exactly,
2: yeah. I think you should work for the Samaritans. Yeah, uh, that go well. When they're just going... <laughs> I really want to kill myself again. You think
0: of... You do. Doing a
2: second-hand bookshop. Have you about killing other
0: people? You should go to the script meeting. Ash, so. you,
2: you know, I was saying Ash, but I said, meant this. You can't say that with your beard.
0: <laughs> I can say what I want when I want.
2: All okay. right, come on, say it now then. <laughs> Are
0: you inviting me to threaten the West? <laughs> the West? That's <laughs> a <bit> of <laughs> an ending. No one ever mentioned ending. that. I really feel like you're searching for an ending and what you want is for me to do some sort of ISIS-based shout-out. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction, Sean. I have nothing but love for the West and the East.
2: Did you know John,
0: though? No, I did not know John. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did not know it, John. It, that's quite racist, isn't it? I think I did. <laughs> I genuinely think he played in a cricket club I played at.
2: No. Really?
1: I think he did. But no, I've... that's even more racist. No, it's that's not racist. I think he did. I think he batted six and bowled leg spin. I do. And well, I don't
0: no, even r- remember the yeah. position he batted in but as I remember well.
1: him. I think I remember him.
2: Well, do you remember thinking, he's a killer...
0: No, I don't think he's, he's got is, a hell
1: of a googly on him. Isn't
0: his name Mohammed M. Wazi? Yeah. That's yeah. the name. That's wow. the
1: name, and it rang a bell with me, and I thought...
2: But oh. John's much more kind of... Yeah, yeah Jihadi John is, I mean... I don't it might not be him, I obviously. From.
1: I, I, To be fair, actually, I don't think it was. Cricket is a very frustrating game. You know, it can lead you to dark things. <laughs> well, frustrating in the sense of, like, you know... You know.
2: All my years have been anti-British and anti-cricket, and all of a sudden Ireland have got a really good cricket yeah, team. Yeah, a good cup.
0: cricket team. You win two and World Cups in one year. And even, even you're England's captain. captain's yeah, Irish, Morgan, yeah, yeah,
2: unbelievable. How depressed is he? I must say, um, yeah. Rob, right, we finished. I, I went to see uh, Ice Sport Cross Palace, and uh, Martin O'Neill was at the game. Yeah, and he's you know the Irish manager. Yeah, <laughs> I just went up and went, I'm so delighted you're our manager. And, you really? Yeah, and he was delightful and I, I, I bet he is but there's a couple of Everton players we were playing Everton and the, yeah. there's a couple of Irish players there but we've got an Irish defender called Delaney Yeah, and I went are you here to look at Delaney and he went Sean he's older than me <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> because is he still now is, if I got this right he's still in what I can describe as football's ultimate good cop bad cop relationship because isn't it Roy him King? and Roy Keane as yeah. the assistant manager Yeah. wow yeah. That is, outsta- that is an outstanding but mixture personality.
2: Martin is—he's uh, renowned for—he uh, studies criminology.
0: Does he?
1: Yeah, he's obsessed oh. by forensics and stuff. So he's got the—he's got him close. He's kept him close.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Keane. that's good because Roy Keane is a potential murderer. Yeah. So Martin O'Neill may be called I, in one day to Roy solve Keane's the kind murder.
2: I—it's that weird thing of—I
0: uh, didn't like Roy Keane for a long time, and yeah. now I actually do like him. Have you read his book? No. It's like the autobiography of a serial killer. It is absolutely <laughs> terrifying. It's written in that same sort of minimal psychopathic prose that you associate with The Diary of a Madman. Yeah, but like. he didn't mind it, though. But somebody, so has, decided some to capture his, somebody has decided to capture his voice. And I gone, saw his
1: knee, I hurt his yeah, knee. Yeah, that's
0: exactly it. That-
2: <laughs> but listen, guys, thanks so much. And we've, Mr X, I'm so sorry. Obviously, you wanted to keep on the cover, so that was all right. But we were talking about the uh, the impact of uh, So apparently, people can't get into Mi Five
1: if they have got tattoos. There are only certain places where we might consider it.
2: Well, listen. Thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it, Mister X. Uh, you've been listening to one of the radio with Sean Hughes. Nish Uh listen up.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince.